1: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another ep- episode of Finding Freedom, right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And excited for today's show, guys! Excited to uh, bring you a solo show. It's been a while. It seems like it's been several months since uh, you know I got the chance to, you know, just go through some of those uh, videos or news stories trending in the news and give give my opinion on them give a little rant give a little add a little color to them uh something i i really enjoy doing i don't do it that often um mostly because i i really do enjoy the interview process a lot i i like uh bringing you all um you know maybe some some information that is counter to uh to what you're used to hearing like uh, my last few guests where. uh I had Steve Arena a couple of weeks ago from uh, the founder of Masa Chips and talking about seed oils and really the difficulty in disrupting an industry uh, like big food, big snack food, and uh, bringing a tortilla chip to market that is fried in um, grass-fed uh, beef tallow rather than seed oils and the difficulty in that, in in scaling up. And of course you can help that uh, come to fruition. You can help that market to take hold and for uh, Masa chips to really uh, grow its base and actually begin to, um, or, or I should say, actually acquire a facility to be able to scale up uh, their chip manufacturing or their chip production. It's probably a more appropriate word because right now they're doing everything by hand, which is just amazing. And you can do that by going to uh, masachips.com and you can use promo code LIONS at checkout for 10% off. And I will say they are a little bit expensive, right? Because they're made by hand because they're made with uh, beef tallow instead of seed oils. And the, the whole process is not obviously refined to the point as these uh, manufacturing assembly lines of these major chip producers. So once they get to that point, the pricing will come down as Steve talked about. Um, But really you're investing in a startup to get to that point. And if you don't like the price, you can just go buy another beef tallow fried chip. Oh, wait, you can't because they don't exist. So yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Then last week, you know, had the uh, the great honor of getting to speak with Joshua Rayner, who I wanted to talk to for a while. Is a really um, thoughtful and knowledgeable guy, and talked about everything from drinking raw milk to eating raw meat to what I thought really the interesting takeaway I took from that conversation was food and the way we eat, and, and both Steve Arena and, and Joshua said similar things in that, you know, our diet, our health is is our beauty. Um, you know, that's the way that, you know, we express ourselves, but not only in the current time and in the future, but it really is our legacy. It's our legacy sort of directly in that what we eat is going to affect how we express our genes, is going to affect how we pass those genes directly onto our offspring, but also, you know, our kids that are growing up uh, around us, people we influence, friends, family members who are seeing what we consume, seeing how we act, um, that's going to, to influence them. So really, our diet and the, the focus we put on eating whole nutritious foods rather than just stuffing our face with whatever hyper palatable foods, you know, our little tummy desires, um, that is our legacy. So I think that's really important. Two important takeaways from my last two interviews. Hope you guys enjoyed those. Hope you guys have been enjoying the pivot that the show has been taking. <laughs> Obviously, it's been, you know, when I you know get out and there seems like there's been a lot of, uh, You know, birthday parties and things happening recently, getting to talk to people and, uh, you know, people asking about the podcast. And, you know, it's always interesting when I say, yeah, I started out with Felony Friday talking about the criminal justice system, talking about these really horrific stories, these really horrific experiences that people went through in the criminal justice system. Um, But yeah, now I've pivoted and I'm interviewing people talking about their health talking about entrepreneurship, talking about faith, um, talking about things that they are doing um, in the moment uh, to make their life better and their life better for their family. And, you know, the more I've thought about this is there's actually quite a bit of overlap between those Felony Friday stories, those difficulties of people who, you know, Depending how you look at it, most of them really did nothing wrong in that they didn't harm an individual. Um, sure, they might have sold a drug that an individual um, willingly consented to buy off them and they took it. Um, I, I don't think that selling drugs like that is an honorable uh, profession. It's not something that I would want anyone to do. Um, but that in itself, you know, they're not directly. V- it's not it's not a violent act against against someone else, but the struggle they went through in their years or decades, even in prison. I think there's a lot of parallels between what I've learned in these last couple of years, um, the struggle of you know making changes to our own health or making changes through business in the marketplace, and a lot of the same things. Um, A lot of the same qualities, a lot of the same characteristics are there. Um, One that comes to mind immediately is being optimistic. Being optimistic. Uh, Another one that comes to mind is having vision, not just living in this moment and not living in your past. Maybe that's even one that really sticks out the most between the commonality between the two, not living in the past, but looking towards the future. So I want to continue to, uh, really pull that out of my guests as we uh you know as we can continue this journey forward on uh, on finding freedom so looking forward to that okay for today's show what do i have today well i would i do want to say one more thing before i get into talking about today's topics so you've probably noticed if you're in the lines of liberty pride that the last two episodes i did a bonus show with my guests so every guest that i interview as long as they are willing to, which I think they all will be, because they all love uh, you, Pride members, as much as as much as we do. Um, I will be doing about fifteen to twenty minutes of bonus content with every guest, um, really digging deeper into the questions that we talk about on the show. So I want to encourage you out there who've been listening to the show for a while and want and want to come along on this ride and, and get these access to these deeper dives. And you can also get access to ones I've done with Steve Arena and, and Joshua Rayner. Um, join the Lions of Liberty Pride. Just go to patreon.com slash of Liberty. Go to lionsofliberty.locals.com. And uh, it's really easy to set up the Lions of Liberty um, bonus feed, especially using Patreon. RSS feed in your player, whatever podcast app you use, you can get delivered right there, right next to Lions of Liberty. You can also get, you know, Brian's, uh, Brian's rants that he does, uh, you know, almost every morning, almost every weekday morning. Plus, we have our bonus shows, Secrets, Lies, and Cover Ups and Degenerate Gamblers. Degenerate Gamblers is winding down, but we will have at least one or two more shows, um, to wrap up, you know, what happened during uh, the last football season, looking ahead to the next. And also to start to talk about um, baseball season and to do our over-under on the uh, the Major League season coming up. We'll be doing that soon. But to get into today's show, so topics on the docket for today, we're going to be talking about a couple speeches at CPAC, um, one around transgenderism and one around taking control of your life. And not allowing the left to continue to set this narrative. And also, I want to talk about uh, Russell Brand. His is uh, recent appearance on Bill Maher that has people just going bonkers, um, you know, crazy in love with uh, what Russell Brand is saying. And I think a lot of the things he's saying are uh, are fantastic. But just want to dig a little deeper in in a couple different areas. So let's start with. CPAC. All right. So I'm first going to play a speech given by Michael Knowles. And then I'm going to talk about a tweet from a California Senator, Senator, an LGBTQ plus activist who uh, had some things to say about this speech. Okay. So first let me play the words of conservative author commentator. I'm not sure what else he is. I don't know the guy well at all, but um, Michael Knowles. so let's get that queued up, and we will start with that. There can be no middle way in dealing with transgenderism. It is all or nothing. If transgenderism is true, if men really can become women, then it's true for everybody of all ages. If transgenderism is false, as it is, if men really can't become
0: women, as they cannot, then it's false for everybody too.
1: And if it's false, then we should not indulge it, especially since that indulgence requires taking away the rights and customs of so many people. If it is false, then for the good of society and especially for the good of the poor people who have fallen prey to this confusion, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. The whole preposterous ideology, at every level. There can be no. Okay, so that's that's uh, from Michael Knowles, and so that was a speech at CPAC or, or a part of it, right? And so a tweet was sent out just with this snip by Senator Scott Weiner. <laughs> or Weiner. I don't know. Um, he's a, uh, a California, let's, let me read his bio here. A California state Senator, chair, um, housing committee, former chair, legislative LGBTQ caucus, um, housing, transit, climate, criminal justice reform, health Democrat. no Ukrainian flag. Um, surprising, surprising. Um, but here, here's what set, uh, state Senator, California State Senator Scott Weiner said in response to this speech, taking you know, a clip of it. Um, so he's quoting, so quoting uh, Knowles here, says, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life. And then his, his response to that, these words were in a speech by a major right-wing figure at a national conservative con- conference. It is a straight-up call for genocide. That's what this fight is about. They want us gone. Um, I don't know if you all listened to what I just listened to, but there was not a call for genocide um, within that. I, I I, do not think so. Um, he said he wanted to eradicate transgenderism ism, from public life, from public schools, from um, public institutions. That's not a call to eradicate transgenders from the world. Uh, it, it's just uh, it, its just not accurate. And his tweet is getting ratioed like something <laughs> you wouldn't even believe. It's uh, it, its quite remarkable. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't really agree with the way that, that Knowles is, is phrasing this. I think he could have gone about this. And obviously I didn't listen to his whole speech. So maybe he did <clears throat> say things like this, but um, he could have gone about it in a different way. Uh, I think the areas that are most important to talk about with this transgenderism ideology is around the indoctrination of young children about this ideo- ideology. Um, the forcing, uh, this pushing of this curriculum, that really that is, I, I do agree with Knowles that, that it, is, it is a lie. Um, a boy cannot become a girl and a girl cannot become a boy. Um, that's the, the sex that you're, that you're born with. Um, and that's, that's just reality. That's just biology. And if you don't like it, that's life. Now that should be removed from public schools. That should be removed from public institutions. That that should not be taught. and And we should not accept that. Now, with that being said, if an adult, if an adult over the age of 18, if they want to, you know, be transgender, if they want to become a a man or become a woman, that's up to them. As they, as long as they are not harming anyone else, as long as they are not performing in drag shows, pushing this ideology on little children, as long as they aren't parents taking their children to these drag shows, committing what I think is child abuse. So. You know, I, I think it's it's a very, very important topic. One of the most important topics of our time. And if we don't stop this here, where does this go to next? Because this push, this just this push for indoctrination of sexual degeneracy to levels unimaginable only ten years ago. Um, how fast this has happened! This will not stop unless we stop it, and this. Ties in with the next clip that I'm going to play, which uh, comes from a guy by the name of... I've never heard of him. His name is Will Witt. Sounds like a made-up name, but um, he actually has some some good things to say that I agree with. This was also at, uh, at CPAC. So let's play this clip, Will Witt
0: out and saying, oh, the left, they're hypocrites. Has that done anything for us? You know, if a guy with a gun has a gun right in your face and you tell him that is wrong, that is immoral for him to do so, and he still shoots you, who wins in that scenario? right? That's what it is like with the left. When we come and do all this, you know, facts and logic, calling out the hypocrisy all the time, but not actually putting action towards the things that we want to accomplish, we are accomplishing nothing and we are actually going backwards. And you find that conservative media today is more reactionary than it has ever been before. And we are continuing to lose ground on every cultural issue because we can't get our act together. If we want to actually change America... It is about action. I mean, look at what conservatives right now in America are focused on. We got this Daily Wire nonsense and, and the blaze media, these Republicans in Congress who are just doing what they do so they can get Twitter clips. They don't actually care about us. So what are we actually getting done? What do we actually care about? I hear so many times I, I hear from people and they'll tell me, you know, when will America change? When will the Republican Party change? When is my neighborhood going to change? When is politics going to change? But no one's ever asking, when will I change? When am I going to actually do something to get myself out of despondency, to do something brave and admirable and courageous to fix myself? Because that's the hard question. It's very easy to look at Joe Biden stumbling around on on TV and say, well, our country sucks because of him. No, I think we all need to look in the mirror and look on our social media and everything we're doing and say, hey, maybe this country is going downhill somewhat because of us and that we need to take some responsibility for what has happened. Right coming out and saying, oh, the left, they're hypocrites. Has that done anything for us?
1: Bravo Bravo excuse my uh excuse my fumbling there with the with the audio trying to turn the video off um if you've watched our our meme show on uh on Friday's meme Wars then you'll you'll understand that I have trouble um, clicking back and forth between uh sharing screens but man I, that is the end of will Witt's you know little little clip there when will I change when will? You know, we change as individuals and stop pointing our fingers at politicians saying they've ruined this country. They've they've done this. They've done that. Who is they? They is us. (laughs) That should be a T-shirt. They is us. I mean, it's your neighbor. It's you. It's your family. It's your friends. You are the government. These are the people who make up these institutions. And sure, it is the most uh, psychotic and sociopathic that push forward to get into those roles. But we have validated them. We have sat back. You know, we have many of us have voted for them. Many of us have, you know, contributed politically I'm not saying you know myself directly or people listening to the show but people in society and even if you haven't even if you say well I I've, I've washed my hands with that I've been a libertarian for Twenty years, and I, I just uh, disavow the duopoly because I, I, I just can't. Uh, you know, I, I what they're, they're what they're doing is just terrible, and the duopoly, it's their fault. If we could just get a third party in there to shake up, that's my libertarian voice. Like, <laughs> we could just get a third party in there to shake up, and uh, it would just make things better. You know, and this kind of ties into the next clip I'm going to play in a minute here with Russell Brand talking about. He talks about at the end, we need new leaders. Um, I I don't think we need new leaders in politics. New leaders in politics will happen organically if we get new leaders in everyday life, if we get leaders in families stepping up, if we get leaders in communities and school boards stepping up. You know, libertarians are, and and I, I get so sick of this libertarians when if you ever have a conversation with a libertarian about uh education about public education uh, if you know they'll they'll come back and say well you got to pull your kids out of public school it's just stupid to have your kids in public school um sure that's your opinion and if you want to get your kids out of public school that's that's great for you if that works best for your family if that's what you want to do that's awesome and i i am honestly legitimately very happy for you that you are doing that and you feel that you are doing what is best for your kids. The other issue is though, everyone else's kids who are going to be living in the same society and it's doing nothing to stop the trajectory of this society that we live in, of this world. It's doing nothing to stop the advancement of the left in winning the culture war where they they've went from winning the to the culture war to just driving around now shooting survivors who are who are who are speaking out against it um it's it's just crazy it's not that we need to change politics we do need to change politics but the way we do that is by taking ownership of our own actions and you know i i am guilty as guilty of this as anyone else. So, you know, I'm not casting stones at you without also looking back at my own actions. I fall short, you know, in what I post on social media. Uh, I fall short. I don't know why the screen just started playing. I I, I fall short in in many, many different aspects of my life. And, you know, you're not always going to, you know, be on the money. You're not always going to be right. You're not always going to have the perfect message, but are we packaging a message in a way that it aligns with our actions? Are we leading others in a way that we are making decisions that show them a path forward? that show those around us who might not agree with us 100% but show them that it's it's possible to to make changes in this crazy world that we live in i mean th- things are not going to get easier over the next 2 5 10 20 years things are going to get really complicated so artificial intelligence with um you know uh, the, the changes i've seen even in the past 5 years with social media's impacts on this world and the phone, the phone that we have in our hand that we're all addicted to, the impact of that phone, not only on the world as a whole from an advertising standpoint, from listening to every conversation you have standpoint to be able to market to you directly, but from a uh, personal standpoint, from a personal relationship standpoint, the phone Affecting relationship, affecting the way we raise our kids, affecting the way we have relationship with our with, with our spouses, and I, you know, I I have trouble with it. I have trouble, you know, putting the phone down sometimes and, and getting caught up with scrolling Twitter, scrolling Facebook, whatever. Um, we have to be cognizant of that. It's it's these it's these these little things add up to a lot, and this is quite a a grandiose ramble that I'm on here but the bottom line to wrap this up and this is a journey that I've been on for the past few years along with many others in this uh, in this liberty and freedom community as we've come to realize I think and I think more and more are realizing this by by the day that we're not going to change this world with protests with marches with you know writing really flowery opinion pieces. Um, We're going to change this world with our own actions. And maybe more importantly, with our creations is how we're going to change this world. Criticize through creating. That's something I've said a couple of times on this show while interviewing my different guests. When I've recognized individuals, and I forget one of my guests said that, and I wish I could remember who it was to give them credit. It wasn't me that came up with that. So don't give me credit. Um, If you know who said it, please uh, reach out to me because I would like to remember that. Um, But criticize through creating, that should be the mantra of the liberty of the freedom community. And uh, that's that's gonna be my mantra, honestly, going forward as I look to affect change in this world. Let's move on to the last clip that I wanna play for you all. Probably most of you have seen this. It is Russell Brand along with MSNBC's John Hilleman, Heileman, I don't know, um, on Bill Maher's show, and it's just a great. It's an outstanding back and forth. Um, so let's. Whoops, just put the wrong one up there. So let's uh, let's bring this up. Da, da, da. And here we go, Russell Brand. And we are... John, I've not known
2: you long, but I love you already. But I have to say that it's <laughs> it's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest that's, that's... that these corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. And and unless we start to embrace... And then also, mate, like just spiritually, if I may use that word in your great country, we.
1: Let me just pause. Pause that right there. Um, I, I just want to zero in on the, the talking about BlackRock and Vanguard, and this this is really, I think, an important area to focus as we become disruptors. As we look for ways to to separate ourselves um, through different things we create, be it companies or institutions or or whatever they may be. Um, pointing out and contrasting between the, the values of something like a BlackRock or a Vanguard, which is just a, a, a massive, you know massive corporation that controls pharmaceutical companies, controls media, controls housing, controls. They, they have a, sh- a strangling grip on everything. And when you're up against something like that, it can be inc- they control the government, too. Um, it can be incredibly intimidating, but it can be a tool to set your project, to set your business apart from it, that you are not a piece of it, that you are not beholden to the same values and ideology as, uh, as they are. So, all right, let's continue. We
2: have to take responsibility for our own perspective. I, I've been on that MSNBC, yeah, mate. It was right. propagandist nutcrackery yeah. on know you, you, I went on a show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried Good on. Morning
0: Joe. Yes, yeah, it, I don't it. know what
2: it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring Real journalism to the American people, and I think to sit within the castle of MSNBC throwing rocks have oh. Fox News is ludicrous. My make MSNBC right.
1: okay. Well, he was going to say make MSNBC great again, but I had I had to cut that off there. So, um bringing up Julian Assange, bringing up Edward Snowden. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I like Russell Brand, I, I really do, and yes. Thank you for for bringing that up. I mean of course the whole thing with Edward Snowden and him disappearing to Russia is he really in Russia? I don't know if I believe that story. Um the, the whole thing seemed a little concocted, maybe like a psyop. I, I I'm not sure, but the, the fact that you know there is this certain narrative in this way that Edward Snowden is talked about and Julian Assange is talked about and to, to highlight that, yeah, WikiLeaks is true journalism, just giving the pure information to journalists to uh, to run with, and yeah, I mean, one of the biggest failures of uh, of Donald Trump was not pardoning Julian Assange, and it would have been interesting interesting to see if he pardoned Edward Snowden. Um, what uh, what would have happened? But th- this is Russell Brand in his prime, and he's telling jokes. Everybody's laughing. The crowd's laughing. Bill Maher's laughing. But this bozo from MSNBC with a stick up his ass is barely reacting because all he's thinking about is this point he has in his head, which is going to make right now to, uh, to Russell Brand. So we will hear what uh, Bozo from MSNBC has to say.
2: Better. Friend, make MSNBC friend, great my
0: friend, again. My friend, I would love. <laughs> I would. The moment, the the my,
2: right. win on Joe?
0: Russell, Russell, darling, um, the moment that you give me a specific example, an actual example, okay,
2: I'll give you. Just wait, 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 just let
0: specific Let me tell you what the specific I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear a specific example, approval specific example of an MSNBC correspondent or anchor being on television saying something they knew was false, and we're saying behind the scenes to people, this is. I'm about to go out, and we know. That we know that the election wasn't stolen. If it or was something equivalent. This example, but I will go, I but I will go out, saying. but I will go out on television and say the okay. opposite. I will lie. When's I'll, my answer? We, we, just give <laughs> me a give me the specific example. I understand the basic okay, point. Give me a specific I, I, I'm, example.
1: All right. I'm with you. I think it's a
0: false equivalency, Russia. It's, t- no, it's, 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 it's not. That's bias. It's it's not about bias. It's a false equivalency because you don't actually know anything about any of these organizations you're talking about, even an MSNBC once, big fucking deal. My darling, you, it was more than enough. You can't compare <laughs> such a, that. You, don't a single,
2: you don't have a single, you have a single actual fact. No. Do you want an example? Do yeah, you man, want an example? Yes the ludicrous, outrageous criticisms of Joe Rogan around ivermectin, re- deliberately referring to it as a horse non- medicine when non- they know it's so an effective medicine. Yeah, that, that's what Rachel right Maddow turning non- up on the TV non-repa- saying non-repa- if you take well, this vaccine, you're not going to get it when it hasn't been clinically trial to transition. Non-responsive. You have to listen. Right. Do you think you can improve America I by determinately be and avowedly condemning Fox News without acknowledging that you're participating in the same game? I'm- Did you not just listen to Bernie Sanders, somebody who plainly, legitimately believes in this country and believes it's possible to change, but is bound by corruption, is bound by the lobbying system. Surely it's clear to you, Bill, as one of the great pundits and experts and comic voices, that systemic change is required. Money has to be taken out of politics. We need new political systems that genuinely represent ordinary Americans so that we can overcome cultural differences. And bickering about which propagandist network is the worst it is not going to save a single american life not improve the life of a single american child not going to approve america's standing in the world and the world needs a strong america i'll tell you that i'll tell
1: well that that was something there i mean you, you have to respect russell brand man i mean and, and god i mean sure people will jump on this and say well he's he's Praising Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Um, yes, he, he is, and of course, that's that, that's a valid criticism there. I wouldn't would not uh, hold Bernie Sanders up as some beacon of uh you know uh, American freedom, but the point stands. The point stands on its own, and this this MSNBC moron is just sand is, is sitting there just saying non responsive, non responsive. You know, say, saying that it's he, he doesn't have you know an actual response to his question, which is just crazy. I, I thought he gave a great example with ivermectin, especially the way these idiots at MSNBC or CNN or, or the entire corporate press with this ivermectin thing—they all called it horse dewormer they all had magically this exact same narrative that he was taking, Joe Rogan was taking horse de- dewormer. It's only horse dewormer. This is a Nobel Prize winning drug. And guess what? It's not only used on horses. Of course, it's used for humans and it's being used in Africa to treat river blindness and a bunch of different things. But why wouldn't some say it was you know, dog dewormer or cat dewormer or, or pig dewormer? Because it's used... For on all different kinds of livestock, why was it always horse dewormer? Because it's propaganda, it's, it's propaganda, and Russell Brand's point of holding that, that we're arguing between which of these two prop- propaganda machines in America or three or four, whatever it is, which of these corrupt corporate media outlets. Is, is the best, is the most truthful. It's a stupid argument. They're all propaganda machines. They're all lying to us. They're all owned by Vanguard and BlackRock. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Criticize through creating. And yes, Russell Brand goes on to say, we need new political systems. We need new political leaders. And I, you know what? That's almost like a, a problem I, I can't even you can't even address right now because we are so far removed from getting into the point of having a different political system that having that conversation conversation is so foreign and so difficult to even imagine how you would do it that I don't even think it's worth having. I think it's worth focusing on what you can control, focusing on the five feet in front of your face as uh, Tony Diamato said on any given Sunday, <laughs> In in the movie Any Given Sunday, the five feet the five feet in front of your face that's what living is. Um, I forget where I was going with that, but we're not going to change this world by magically changing the political system. And where is he going with me to change the political system? Is he going where we need to change from a you know I wouldn't even call, it's not a capitalist system now; it's uh, some sort of quasi-corporatism, uh, corporatocracy, or something like that, into what? A socialist system that's essentially the same exact thing, but probably with higher taxes and even less freedom, um, and to get the money out of politics. So how would you get the money out of politics? The answer is you cannot unless you find a way to remove the power from politics, because wherever the power is, that's where the money will be. If you can remove the money or you cannot remove the money without removing the power, it's impossible. There's, I mean, talking about it is just a waste of time unless you have some sort of way to constrain the power. You constrain the power, the money is not going to flow there because there's no ability um, for these corporations to... Uh, affect their bottom line by paying off politicians because the power won't be there to benefit them. I mean this. This kind of reminds me of. I don't know if uh, any of you all have watched uh, 1923. Uh, you know, one of the uh, Yellowstone prequels. 1883 was another one too, which which was awesome. 1883 was a uh, you know obviously it's, it's earlier in time than 1923, but it was, you know, the, the trek um, out to the West by the, uh, the Dutton family, um, you know, going out on wagons and it, it was a masterpiece. I loved 1883, 1923, of course is, uh, is set during a very transformative time in the United States. And it's, it's where, you know, it, one of the, the one of the themes jacob dutton sitting at the kitchen table in one of these scenes and he, he's talking about he's talking about with uh with his nephew his nephew's talking about well you know why would um they elect or why would they appoint you know one of the um chairmen or, or one of the CEOs of the of the mining corporation to the uh to the mining oversight board and jacob dutton you know, they go back and forth and uh, the nephew kind of realizes, well, you're you're commissioner of the uh, the, the livestock board or whatever it's called, and uh, you raise livestock. So it's kind of kind of the same same thing there. And Jacob Dutton basically comes back and says, I mean, you have to look out for yourself. And at the essence of it, that's what humans do. And that's what these corporations are doing? They're looking out for themselves. What are the variables at play? What are the the levers that can be pulled in order to to give your your company uh, the most favorable um, chance of success? And yes, a lot of it, you know, is using coercive means via the government to extract funds from civilians and funnel them into into your company, and that sucks. But uh, to change that. It's not going to change by electing a senator who goes to Washington and writes a bill that changes the world. Um, Chances of that happening, you know, it's not going to happen. Sure. You might trim some fat around the edges here and there. And there's there's some merit to that. You know, maybe it's, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to vote for, if I am going to vote, I'm going to vote for, you know, a senator who more aligns. You know, with a more libertarian or a liberty ideology than one who is on the authoritarian um, side. Of course, I'm I'm not going to vote for someone to to rob me more. That would be that would be stupid. Um, Of course, I'm going to support people who have the same goals that I have. But what I'm saying, and I'm talking to people who would vote that same way, is that we need to stop just doing that. And start expanding that into our lives, into our families, our communities, and start making changes by the way that we make decisions, by the way that we lead people. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be tough. Um, but that's the only way we're gonna we're gonna really make change here. Um, we're not going to magically get a new political system that makes everything right. You know, we're human beings. We're broken people. We make mistakes. The corrupt will find a way to get power. So worry about yourself. Worry about your family. Um, Help others when you can. Get your family right. Once you get your family right, then start helping others. But not until um, you you have yourself and your family in a good position should you be spending time helping others. Because a man who cannot even help himself is not going to change the world. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this show today. I didn't think I was going to go for uh, 40 minutes. I was going to try to keep this at 30, but I uh, got a little, little ranty there. Hopefully it all made sense, made sense in my uh, in my head. Hopefully it made sense to, to you all. But I would just say before wrapping up, um, got a great guest next week, going to be talking about Christians being persecuted um, throughout history and also in modern day. Um, we'll be talking through that and uh, maybe learning a little bit of history. And uh, if you have any questions that you'd like me to ask my guest um, about that topic, feel free to reach out to me. Or if you have any questions or guest recommendations on any topic you would like to communicate to me, you can send me an email, john at liberty.com. You can also, as always, follow me on Twitter, uh, send me a DM there as well at John Odermatt on Instagram at John Odermat, And I'm on Facebook, uh, John a Odermatt. So find me there. I love, uh, interacting with you all and, uh, hearing your ideas for the show. Um, I've definitely used them in the past. You know, when people reach out, uh, with a guest idea or with a certain topic. Um, I have, I've used those, uh, ideas for sure. And a direct way to influence the show 100% is if you join our lines of Liberty pride at the $50 or up patron level, um, you're going to get to impact, um, one show every few months where, uh, you get to produce the show essentially where you'll give us an idea. You'll give us something you want us to read or watch or a, uh, a topic you want us to, uh, to talk about. And that's what the show will be about. And, uh, yeah, so we've had a uh, we've had a lot of shows like that. If you're a new a new listener, maybe you haven't heard them, but uh, the long time listeners, I'm, I'm sure, of course, uh, remember uh, those uh, those Nittany shows that we do. So I, I think I think that's it. There was something else I wanted to promote with the uh, with the pride. Oh, so yeah, the pride has also the, our our new feature, um, for the uh, fifteen dollar and up level. Where we're going to be doing quarterly, uh, really Q and As with uh, leaders in the experts in the uh, different fields, you know, be it philosophy, freedom, entrepreneurship, religion, health, whatever. Where um, we're going to have some exclusive content Q and As for the pride. So definitely check those out. And uh, we would love to have you in the pride, patreon.com slash lions of liberty, lions of locals.com. You can always check out our merchandise at the Lions of Liberty store. You can find that at lions of store, And uh, you can get our t shirts and uh, our mugs, our taxation is death mug, very popular. Find that all there, lions of store. So, Wow. That was a fun episode. Um, I, I will try to do uh, a solo episode maybe once every six weeks because I do enjoy, um, doing them, but, uh, I just kind of get into a groove with interviews. And I enjoy the interviews so much that I forget about the solo shows, but I'll try to do more. And, uh, I will talk to you all next week. Everyone have a great week, productive week. Think about some ways that you can start affecting change in your life. And, uh, have a great week and uh, always remember to keep your head up in the fires of liberty burning.